Sound Kitchen. Mmm, yummy. It's the Sound Kitchen. Ooh, that sounds delicious. And you're listening to the Sound Kitchen. Mm, yummy. And Susanna Wexby is cooking. Bienvenue and welcome to the Sound Kitchen, where you never know what you'll be served. I'm Susan Owensby. It's Saturday, the 2nd of October, the 275th day of the year in the Gregorian calendar. And can you believe it? Only 90 days until the end of 2021. Wow, that was fast. It's already time to start thinking about your 2022 New Year resolutions for our annual New Year show. But in the here and now, are you well? I do hope so. Today is the International Day of Nonviolence. Why today? Why the 2nd of October? Because today is Mohandas Karamchand Gandhi's birthday. Better known worldwide as Mahatma Gandhi, Mahatma in Sanskrit means great-souled or venerable, he was born on this date in 1869 in the Indian coastal city of Gujarat. He trained as a lawyer, went to South Africa in 1893 to practice law, and it was there he first employed nonviolent resistance in a campaign for civil rights. In 1915, Gandhi returned to India and started organizing peasants, farmers, and urban laborers to protest against excessive land tax and discrimination. In 1921, Gandhi became the leader of the Indian National Congress and led nationwide campaigns for easing poverty, expanding women's rights, building religious and ethnic amity, and ending untouchability. Above all, Gandhi worked for self-rule for India, then a British colony, through nonviolent resistance, which was exactly what happened in 1947. On August 15th, Lord Mountbatten, the last viceroy of India, oversaw the handover of power to the newly independent India. Sadly, in 1948, a Hindu nationalist assassinated beloved Bapu, great souled Mohandas Karamchand. Gandhi. Today in India, Gandhi's birthday is being celebrated. It's one of only three national holidays in India and is celebrated in all states and territories. Called a Gandhi Jayanti, the day is marked by, as our friend Wikipedia tells us, and I quote, by prayer services and tributes all over India, including at Gandhi's memorial Rajgat in New Delhi, where he was cremated. Popular activities include prayer meetings, commemorative ceremonies in different cities by colleges, local government institutions, and socio-political institutions. Painting and essay competitions are conducted, and best awards are granted for projects in schools and the community encouraging a non-violent way of life, as well as celebrating Gandhi's effort in the Indian independence movement. Gandhi's favorite Hindu devotional song, Raghupati Raghavraja Ram, is usually sung in his memory. Statues of Mahatma Gandhi throughout the country are decorated with flowers and garlands, and some people avoid drinking alcohol or eating meat. Public buildings, banks, and post offices are closed. End quote. 
You've been listening to a flute version of Raghupati Raghava Raja Ram as I've been talking. Here's the sung version. The words of this hymn are, O Lord Rama, descendant of Raghu, uplifter of the fallen, you and your beloved consort Sita are to be worshipped. All names of God refer to the same supreme being, including Ishvara and the Muslim Allah. O Lord, please give peace and brotherhood to everyone as we are all your children. We all request that this eternal wisdom of humankind prevail. Raja Ram
Raghupate Raghava Raja Ram, Mahatma Gandhi's favorite devotional song. Today is Gandhi's birthday and the International Day of Nonviolence. Namaste, everyone. And may we have peace and brotherhood in our time. Hello, RFI. Hello, Susan. I am Sunil Borondas from India. I love Sound Kitchen. I love RFI. Its friendly voice, entertaining, educative, and informative. That's encourages. So keep listening, RFI, the Sound Kitchen with dear Susan, best host. Thank you. I miss Sunil Baran. May he rest in peace. Still to come on the Sound Kitchen, listener news, Olya's happy moment, and music from Erwan. But first, the quiz. On the 4th of September, I asked you a question about French President Emmanuel Macron's meetings with the Taliban. Macron denied that the talks were a sign of recognition of the group, saying, and I quote from my colleague Amanda Morrow's article about it, let's be clear, it is the Taliban who are in control of Kabul. In an operational practical way, we must have these discussions. The talks come with the condition the Taliban respect humanitarian law, the rights of women, and that they do not collude with regional terrorist groups, end quote. I asked you to send me the answer to this question. How many Afghans applied for asylum in France in 2020? The answer is, as you read in Amanda's article, over 10,000. There is a bit of a debate about the exact figure, all from highly respected sources. Some say 10,191 and others say 8,886, but you were to refer to Amanda's article, so the correct answer is over 10,000 for this week's quiz. And the winners are... Rahan Ali, who's a member of the Nilshagor RFI fan club in Nilfamari, Bangladesh, and Muhammad Shamim, the president of the Golden Eagles RFI club in Keralam State, India. There are two RFI Listeners Club members on the list of lucky winners this week, Helmut Matt from Herboltsheim, Germany, and Bernard Egbe from Abuja, Nigeria. 
Last but not least, faithful RFI English listener Ismail Kansata from Rajasthan, India. Congratulations, winners, and thanks to each and every one of you who wrote in. The question this week is about the hot news out of Europe for the past weeks, the elections in Germany held this past Sunday. These elections were especially watched this year as they are the end of the 16-year Angela Merkel era, Germany's chancellor since 2005, and Europe's de facto leader. I want you to tell me who won the elections, the party's name, and tell me who will become Germany's next chancellor if the majority party can form a coalition government. Again, send in the name of the party who won this past Sunday's elections and the name of the person at the head of that party who will become Germany's next chancellor as soon as a coalition government is formed. You have until the 1st of November to get your answers in. Be sure to tune in on November 6th to see if your answer wins a prize. As always, be sure you include your postal address with your postal code. And don't forget to let me know if you are a miss, a miss, a missus, or a mister. I don't want to get it wrong. Send your quiz answers to english.service at rfi.fr. That's english.service at rfi.fr. You can also text your answer to the Sound Kitchen mobile phone. Dial plus 336-3112-9682. That's plus 336-3112-9682. Always include your postal mailing address and if you have one, your RFI Club membership number. Susan's B, the Sound Kitchen program ki Radio France International Sara. As peace is foremost on my mind today, thinking of Gandhi's birthday, I must share with you what the World United RFI Listeners Organization, WULU, in Nankana Sahib, Pakistan, wrote about the club's recent 21st anniversary. Listen to this. The organization has crossed a beautiful milestone and is moving forward with full success and achievements in this beautiful era. On the auspicious occasion of Wulo's anniversary, the founder of the organization, Chaudhry Fahim Noor, organized a dignified function at Nankana Sahib City in which all the office bearers of the organization participated and all pledged to carry forward the aims and objectives and mission of the organization with full vigor and enthusiasm. Chaudhry Fahim Noor said that our organization plays an important role in strengthening the bonds of brotherhood and love among radio listeners all over the world by strengthening their ties. From year to year, love, peace, and reconciliation continue to sprout from the little plant we began irrigating 21 years ago. And by the grace of Allah, today it has become a fertile tree. 
It is a great honor for Wulo to celebrate International Day of Peace and our organization's anniversary. Promoting peace is the mission of our organization, for which peace ambassadors are appointed among the officials of the organization. We have kept our resolve and morale strong. Isn't that lovely, everyone? Keep up your good works, Fahim and Wulu. How pleased we are! You're an RFI club. Listeners, you can see photos and videos of Wulu's 21st anniversary on the RFI English Clubs and the RFI Listeners Club Facebook pages. Susanna Wensby, The Sound Kitchen, Radio France International. Ready to get happy? Good, because it's time for Olya. Just take a pinch of inspiration, a bunch of good vibes, a drop of creativity, and sprinkle it with sunshine. And there you have the perfect recipe for a happy moment. Hello, Sound Kitchen listeners. Olia Horton here from the RFI English team. I hope you are well. What's on the menu this week, you ask? Well, I'd like to talk about an amazing experience I had out and about in Paris just the other week. Every September, as you may know, there's a weekend dedicated to European Heritage Days when famous monuments, archives, workshops, and other historical sites are open to the public for a weekend. This year, it coincided with the unveiling of an open-air art display, which you may have already seen online or heard about. It's the Arc de Triomphe wrapped up. I admit, I was very curious to see such a sight. Artist Christo and his wife Jean Claude expressed a wish to wrap up this impressive monument in fabric way back in 1962. Now, despite the fact that the artist passed away in 2020, his nephew was able to follow through with this unusual request. The eye-catching result can be seen until the 3rd of October. The sand-coloured archway dedicated to Napoleon's war victories is unrecognisable. Covered in silvery blue fabric, it looks like a spaceship which has landed in the middle of the road. It is both familiar and strange. What I found truly inspiring and quite spectacular about this feat was the fact that the town hall and the police agreed to close the roads in the area for three weekends in a row. This meant that people could walk all the way around the arch and get up close and touch it. It made me happy to hear the silence, or rather, just the voices of people quietly admiring the artwork. Can you imagine a major thoroughfare in the centre of Paris completely closed to traffic? That an artwork could bring cars to a standstill is virtually unheard of. Perhaps the only other time is during the National Bastille Day celebrations, when the Champs Elysees, which stems from the arch, is closed for the annual military parade. Perhaps the city of Paris will do this more often. Imagine pedestrians able to stroll around and admire monuments and architecture in a peaceful, calm atmosphere. Now, there's an idea which makes me happy. What about you? Do you have a happy moment to share with your fellow Sound Kitchen listeners? Don't be shy. Send them to the Sound Kitchen or get in touch with us through Facebook. You can leave a message on the Sound Kitchen answering machine or go ahead and record your message and send it to us in an email. All the addresses and phone numbers you need can be found on the Sound Kitchen page of our website, rfienglish.com. When you record, just make sure you hide under a blanket. It makes for better sound quality. That's all from me this week. 
Thanks for listening. I'm Ollie Horton. Enjoy your weekend. Bye for now. Thanks, Olya. Okay, my friends, it's time to clear the table and wash the dishes. Thanks for joining me in the Sound Kitchen, and keep those cards, letters, emails, and text messages coming. Many, many thanks to Erwan for his input and his expertise in mixing the show, and thanks to you for listening. Be sure to tune in next Saturday to hear the answer to the question about the neighborhood in Brussels, which the Belgian investigator of the November 2015 terrorist attacks in Paris asked the public to not think of as a hotbed of violence, but as a normal neighborhood made up of peaceful people. The Sound Kitchen podcast is ready for you every Saturday on the RFI English website, rfienglish.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Susan Owensby. Be well, do good work, be kind, and stay in touch, and stay safe, my friends. I'll play you out with the music from Erwan, our sound engineer, who's a musician first and foremost. He plays the conga drums. This week, Erwan has chosen music by Melissa Lavaux, a young Canadian singer-songwriter of Haitian origin who lives here in France. She plays the guitar and accompanies herself in her songs, and she sings in three languages, French, English, and Haitian Creole. Her music has been described as a mix of roots, folk, and blues, but to me, it sounds like rock, pure and simple. What do you think? This is a recent piece by Lavo called Lilith. She is, as always, playing the guitar and singing, this time in English and Haitian Creole. Thanks, Erwan, for another musical discovery. Talk to you all next week.
Abraham. 